can move on to our next little clip, as John alluded to. We did get an interview with uh, a brewer, not the brewer, but a brewer from uh, the New Holland Brewing Company. And uh, I'll just play that clip and we'll talk a little bit about it uh, afterwards. Here with Jeff Sheehan, who's a pub brewer for New Holland Brewing Company. Is that official title, pub brewer? Yep, that's it. All right, excellent. Here at the beautiful day, a little rainy, but the great taste. Here we go. So, uh, Jeff, one thing we always like to know is uh, you know, what's the history of New Holland? How did they get started? Um, they kind of like, where did they come from and kind of where you're at now? Um, well, I've actually only been with the company for almost, not even quite two years yet. So, okay. um, history, Fred Boltman's close by. That's him. He'd, he'd know, he's one of the partners of the business. He'd be able to answer that a lot better than I would. But um, I came with, to New Holland uh, from a small brew pub about in Idaho and um, started off as a production brewer, making a lot of these beers that you see here. And, and I've since moved over to the pub and just kind of uh, run the pub system. The beers I make are only on tap at the pub and, and uh, just kind of make specialties, keep it interesting, have fun. It's like running a big homebrew system. <laughs> Excellent. So do you have a little bit more liberties then of kind of what you want to play around with? Not so much on the production side, but a little more creativity then? Absolutely. I never really make the same beer twice. So um, I think I've done that uh, once now. I've made the same beer twice, but uh, so far this year I've made almost... 20 different beers, and um, I've got on the schedule to make another 10 more or so that I've been working on. So, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun for me. I love my position with New Holland. It's a good time. <laughs> Sounds good. What um what have been the big obstacles as far as you know, I'm going to the brew pub? Um, as far as doing any sort of deals with expansion, or how do you know when to like add another tank, and how have you guys gone with that? Um, well, me personally, I'm just going to work within the space I have. Again, not being at the production facility, that'd be a totally different game. I'm not, I don't make those decisions, but uh, I, I suppose as demand increases, you gotta, you got to increase your capacity as well. How, how big is New Holland now? I know you guys we do about 10,000 barrels a year. Okay. And uh, how far is your spread uh, distribution-wise? Boy, I think we're 12... 12 states or so. Okay, so mostly right Midwest. Uh, definitely the Midwest, but as far down south as Missouri, and um, I think we're over in Virginia too. So, okay. you know, kind of here and there, kind of randomly, but definitely all over the Midwest. What impacts what states you get in? If it's not so much just geographic, but. Um, again, that, that's not a, necessarily a question I can necessarily answer, but uh, I. I I would assume that it has a lot to do with demand. If, if people are asking for it, we're going to consider it and jump through the hoops within that state to be able to distribute to that state. Well, I got a bunch of questions you can answer because they're about the beer specifically. Yeah. So, start with some of the production beers. Um, the Poet, it's your oatmeal stout. Can you tell us a little information about that one? Yeah, that's a that's one of my uh, go-to wintertime beers. It's an easy drinking uh, oatmeal stout. It's kind of creamy because of the, all the oatmeal we put in there. And um, it's got a nice roasty, chocolatey profile to it. Real nice and malty and um, not over the top with alcohol either. And I think it's an easy drinking beer. Definitely one of uh, a female favorites. You know, when the girls come in, that's an easy one to, to uh, send them to because girls like chocolate usually. And you know, a lot of times uh, and that, work, that works well with them. And then you also have the uh, Mad Hatter IPA. And uh, last night we were at the, the event at the local tavern. 
I saw a bunch of the variations of that. Um, can you tell us about the IPA itself and then some of the different things you're doing with it? Um, at the at the uh, pub, we have an anniversary party every year. It's called the Hatter Days. So um, I come up with a lot of different variations of the Mad Hatter for that party. Um, and I just kind of take the Mad Hatter recipe and uh, pull out some components of the recipe and replace it with other things. It may be hops, it may be yeast, it may be malt. But, um, I just kind of play around with it. I made four different ones this year, and the, the production facility also had a couple, and I believe both of those are here today, the Imperial Hatter and the Barrel-Aged Hatter. And, uh, um, Barrel-Aged Hatter's aged in oak bourbon barrels for 45 days, and of course the Imperial Hatter's a, a, a bigger version of the Mad Hatter. Um, a lot of dry hopping, centennial hops. And well, what were some of the variations you did yourself this year? Um, I made a farmhouse hatter um, where I actually used our golden cap saison yeast to ferment the beer with. I, I believe I pulled out some of the caramel malts and replaced it with some wheat to lighten it up. I made a, uh, a black hatter, um, a rye hatter, and uh, let's see, there was one more. Lager header. Oh. <laughs> and then the one that I am most excited for that looks like it's here today, the Dragon's Milk. Yeah, we have two versions of that actually. We have uh, this year's 09 in uh, one of our library uh, versions, the 08. Um, excuse me, 07 we brought. So, oh, wow. Yep. Cool. It's a couple years old, but uh, definitely just as good. It's, it's interesting to be able to try them side by side, taste the difference, see how they've aged. I don't know if this is a production or if you do this on your side as well, but the Pilgrim's Dole wheat wine. We call it a wheat wine. It's kind of the concept of barley wine, only instead of with the barley, it's of course wheat. It's got a really strong malty profile. And, uh, I think it's about 11% alcohol, so it's got it's a, it's a nice beer for the winter time as well, but uh, I, I like it, you know, as a nightcap before bed. It's, it's a good beer. Uh, so, at the pub, do you just have the beers that you brew there? Do you have, like, all the production beers on tap as well? Uh, no, we have all the production beers as well. Okay. Yeah, I, we, I believe we have 34 tap handles. Oh, wow. And uh, we make them all, so, yeah. So, all the production beers, and then on top of that, yep, the stuff that you brew there? Yep. I believe right now we have um, 22 or 23 different beers on tap. So, okay. I don't know how many of them are mine. Maybe five or six are mine, and, and the rest are made out of the production facility. Yeah. And so do we have any beers here today that are from your, your stuff at the pub? I don't think we do. Last night we did a, uh, a uh, party, a party, and we brought one of them to the, the local tavern in, in Madison. But uh, the farmhouse. It was farmhouse, farmhouse hatter. hatter. Yep. Uh, I don't believe we have any of mine today. Okay. And um, so we are at the Great Taste of the Midwest, and I have to ask... Uh, all the, some of the booths, they like to do little themes here, and you guys are known for having some pretty interesting themes. Uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, what you've got here today. Uh, today's theme is the Tiki uh, Hawaiian party, I guess. And hopefully we could bring the sun. <laughs> we we kind of brainstorm. It's, it's always a fun meeting, sitting around drinking beers and trying to decide what we're going to do for, for this year. So... Um, I don't know who actually came up with it this time, but uh, I was lobbying for coconut bras, and none of the guys would wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So last year we actually interviewed uh, Larry Bell from Bellsbury, and he said there's a little bit of a, of a rivalry between uh, the New Holland and the Bells booths for who has the best booth. I don't, do you know anything about that? I know nothing about that. <laughs> okay. Maybe he was just making it up. <laughs> Could be. All right. The thing we always like to ask the brewer is uh, what's... 
What beer do you see right now that another brewery is doing that you're really into? Usually they're not, we don't have to have a green taste. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like a lot of beers, you know, different beers for different occasions. And, you know, I always come across um, beers that impress me. I I usually don't find a beer I don't like. But um, I'm always intrigued to try the stuff Dogfish Head is doing because they're kind of out there. And and that kind of inspires me because of what I do for New Holland. Um, come up with ideas all the time, and so it's it's helpful for me to try other people's beers. And, um, yeah, cool. Right. Well, thanks for taking a little yep. few minutes to sit and talk with us here. Thank you, Thank you guys. Very much. Yeah. All right, that was Jeff Sheehan, the pub brewer from New Holland Brewing Company. Um, yeah, we uh, we sort of approached that interview as though it was going to be our normal interview, <laughs> and uh, it turned into more much more specific. Uh, job he had at New Holland, although I must say it sounded like pretty sweet job. Yeah, <laughs> short of like, short of like owning the company, I guess. Like, ha- you know, being able to just do whatever you want, brew whatever beers you want, and not have any f- personal financial risk. That's pretty awesome. I think right. I'd rather have that job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sort of like he described it as own sort of giant homebrew uh, setup. Yeah, that's pretty darn it cool. Pretty great. Yeah, uh, and it's cool that they do that. It's cool that they have. Uh, you know, a pub where people can go and get stuff that you can't get anywhere else. You know, mm-hmm. well, they're also—I mean, they're so large. They're pretty in volume-wise, and also, they're good. You yeah. know, they can—they tr- trust their brewers to go out and, and do those kind of things, and oh. that's pretty cool. Very cool, and um, yeah, the New Holland booth with a nice little tiki theme going on had some pretty cool things going. I didn't realize he said like thirty-four. Tap, did I hear that right? He said 34 tap handles, but like 22 beers. Or something. So some oh. maybe doubles, but okay. probably two Mad Hatters and things okay. like that, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And how many did they have actually running at a time? It was a lot. This wasn't at the booth. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like even at the booth, though, there was oh. like... They did have a lot. At of least they had, that, they had Elvis. Yeah, they had yeah, Elvis. Elvis had four had in his arm. Four in his arm. <laughs> and then they had like a row of like six on the side yeah, and then yeah. like another of four. So they had over 10 taps. Yeah, a ton, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's got to be more than anyone else brought. Maybe. It was running at one time. Yeah. Certainly had a lot too, but probably not that many. Counted up in that many. Yeah. That was a lot of taps. That was pretty True. cool. Yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts on uh, on New Holland? It was mm-hmm. nice then to talk with us. And I should say, we were going to talk to. Um, uh, Fred Buhlman, who was uh, one of the original founders in a marketing kind of role with them, and we just got too caught up in other things and uh, never got a chance to speak with mainly, him. Mainly drinking at the Great Taste. Mainly drinking at the Great Taste. <laughs> um, but he did a, a beer and chocolate pairing thing mm-hmm. uh, that I heard really good things about at the Education Tent. I also heard really good things about the New Glarus uh, beer and cheese deal that they did. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I'd forgotten. Somebody reminded me that uh, Dan Carey also has a degree in cheese making. Do you remember that? In addition oh, to all his brewing yeah. degrees. So he's kind of one of the perfect people to do a beer and cheese pairing event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's probably going to do it for us here on Beer Talk today, unless you guys have any final thoughts on 2009 Great Taste in the Midwest or uh, New Holland Brewery. No, they were both great. Yeah. yeah, good times were had by all. It was a little warm, a little muddy, but uh, I think we can handle that. So uh, that'll do it today. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. 
And uh, as always, you can check out the uh, blog, beertalktoday.blogspot.com for all sorts of uh, lovely things. And um, uh, you can also get our show on iTunes, search for Beer Talk Today, and check out madisonbeerview.com for the podcast as well. We are tweeting. And we're tweeting. Send us us some sweet tweet. And send us some tweets. Thanks for listening in. Hey, hey, my mom.